Alright, this is the vlog series of the Crown Cinema Podcast, episode number two. We're gonna go watch the machine the right machine. now. Machine! Gray's getting lit in the back in honor of Burt Kreischer. That bottle was full before we started this car ride drive. The apartment's just right there. Wait for the light to turn green. Let's get after it. Burt Kreischer, the machine. Gray Pittman, we are live. Oh, you're in. Okay. We're in. Okay. Hey. <laughs> All right. We just watched The Machine, the Burt Kreischer stand-up comedy routine now made into a movie. And, and we had a lot of fun doing it. We did have fun, as you saw from the vlog that started off this episode. Oh, yeah. That thing. Yep. Uh, I liked it, dude. That, that movie was funny. Oh, man. First off, before we get into going into like what we thought about the movie, I just want to go ahead and say Jimmy Tatro... That's like one of my number ones right there. I fucking love that guy. God. You just act like you were, y'all were friends. He is my guy. I promise you when this all takes off, he's the first guy that I'm going to be like, hey, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go find out what Jimmy's doing tonight. Let's link, bro. Yeah. Let's link. Yeah. But no, okay, seriously. So like, I, I try to always go into any movie with just a, a very open mind. Uh, but it was hard for this one because I, I, I love... It was hard because you drank a lot of beer, a little bit of whiskey before, so you kind of had a clouded mind. Is that what you mean? Well, kind of. Okay, but more than anything, I think Jimmy Tatro, like all of his YouTube content that he used to post out, like that was some of the funniest stuff, some of the most original and creative no, I enjoyed his YouTube seen. stuff. Always, all of his little skits he had, those are so funny. Yeah, he had a so, whole YouTube channel so, where he would answer Q&A questions and then take shots for each question. Drug so at questions. The, at the end of his YouTube video, he was just hammered. It yeah. was hilarious. He, he even used to have like uh, like stoner questions too. Oh, but really? I, like, dude, I think he had to delete them. But you could still find them. But it's like not on his channel anymore. Jimmy Tatro, cool guy, funny I don't he's know him, but I think he's to pretty play cool. Kreischer. He's the perfect dude to play dude, young. Bert I Kreischer. didn't realize it until like the movie when they were because when you watch the movie, you're gonna see like they do a lot of uh, just kind of switch like uh, like you see Bert in one scene, but like he's reenacting it as Jimmy like in the past, and uh, they just I did not realize that. Which I wonder, I wonder if Jimmy Tatro, because he told me or he. He didn't tell me. <laughs> that, that <laughs> tell, no, no, hold hey, on. My, my buddy Jimmy, he told me. I know a guy. Uh, no, so like on podcast, Jimmy was saying, yeah, like I just, I got this random call that Bert wanted me to play him as like a younger version of him. And Jimmy said, he was like, you know, I didn't really know how to take that. Because, I mean, Bert is just such a, man, I mean, how does the movie describe it? You know, what what are you saying? A bigger dude with titties. So I wonder yeah, if Jimmy yeah. saw that and was like, man, like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess I could, but. Well, Jimmy's story, and Jimmy was just a kind of like, a, he was a college frat guy who went out and partied and made videos online. Yeah. Was an entertainer. Burt Kreischer, the same thing. Burt Kreischer's first call to fame was Rolling Stones. He was in college at FSU, like he heard in the movie. The best line in the movie, we'll talk, bring it up later. He's talking about yeah, going to FSU. It's not time yet. We, have to, we, have <laughs> we gotta to warm up. We gotta warm up. Also, wait. I don't think we've like totally established this. We've had a few drinks. It is Memorial Day. 
Shout out all my people in the troops. This is the Memorial Day special. This is the Memorial Day special. Second this episode. This is what we decided as, to as do. Well, we don't have a fan base yet, but we're pretending like we have a Memorial Day special. We're really happy with the first <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got 50 views, bro. We're proud. Hey, cheers. No, I got it. I got it. Oh, you got it? Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about? This is a funny movie. <laughs> it was funny. It was good. I was uh, I was very impressed. Um, first off, Bert. Wow. Okay. Pretty right. pretty Hold good on. actor. I remember what I was saying. Oh yeah. Bert Kreischer, the FSU. We were talking about the FSU line. He said in the movie, which we're not going to talk about until later. Right. Hang you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Bert Kreischer. He got famous because at FSU. Rolling Stone found him because he was this insane party animal. And they made a article about him that got released in April. And it was just about how crazy he was at this partying because he would just like drink all the time. He was just an insane animal. And then he went to Russia. And this is a true story that he tells on stage of him going to Russia and drinking with the mafia and just being the, the machine, right? That's like the one stand-up routine that when he goes on stage to, to do his stand-up, at the end of his shows, people always chant, the machine, the machine, the machine, because they want him to, to tell a story because it's so legendary. And that's how you know you got like stand-up comedy legend status whenever you go on stage and everybody's chanting you to tell a story that they've already heard. They've heard that story before, but they want to hear it again. They're like, dude, tell us it one more time. Or let me hear it live. I've seen it on YouTube. Let me hear it live. So now they made it into a movie. And the crazy part is I've seen, maybe we'll link it in the uh, show notes, on the Joe Rogan podcast. I think it's Joe Rogan. Jake told me this. Joe Rogan 95. Shout out Jake Phillips. Shout out Jake Phillips. On Joe Rogan 95, Burke Crusher tells a machine story for the first time. Yeah. Joe Rogan's at like podcast like 900 something, 1900 something, sorry. 1900 something. Almost 2000. He's almost at 2000. So on Joe Rogan 95, Burt Kreischer gets on there and tells a machine story for the first time ever. And that movie then, or sorry, that story then transformed into a stand up routine that made him gigantically famous and then into a movie that premiered this weekend from, for Memorial Day. Talk about milking it. Isn't that insane, dude? <laughs> that one story made that dude fucking famous. But he did go because he like flipped that into the movie because he is playing himself. Right. And, and he is he, playing the comedian that has told that story over and over again. He definitely acknowledges the fact <laughs> that that story is the reason that he is making a movie. Which is nice. It was nice, yeah. Like it's they, they were. It was a almost like it was a fake biopic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty fake. I don't think he actually went to Russia and. Well, like, in this movie, I don't think he went back to Russia. No, no, no that's why I say fake all biopic. People. Yeah, but, fake but biopic. But apparently, the story is real. The story is I'm real. I'm sure there's some parts that are done up, but I think that. Because if you want, I, I want. Well, back. I think I think he's dramatizing the fact that. You know, obviously, like when that story came out, if you go and look at it on YouTube, obviously there's so many comments that are like, the story is so fake. Like it's so made up. And so he just embraced that and like put all the hater comments and made his dad 
the hater like troll from the comments. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, I can't believe you people go and spend money to like, listen to him tell this fabricated story. So I've heard him talk about him, talk about the stories he tells on other podcasts and his stories. He always talks about, he knows how to tell a good story because he knows what to exclude. He knows what to tell. He knows what to exaggerate. So he's just an amazing storyteller and that's what makes him so funny. So on stage, I remember he was on a Logan Paul's podcast and he was talking about, he has a story called Flying Dildos. It's about how he went to Amsterdam and they went to this show. It was called Flying Dildos. And he's like, dude, what is that story? Or not story. What is that show? So they go and he's hammered drunk and he's sitting in the audience and he, the first person comes out on the stage and he's like, Flying Dildos, Flying Dildos. And they're like, no, we're not Flying Dildos. He's like, oh, fuck this. Because he's hammered. And they go through, I'm not going to, you watch the story if you want to watch the whole thing, but look it up on YouTube. But eventually he goes through it. For reference, I'm going to have to as well, because I'm not, I really don't know much about Bert. Bert's the man, dude. I've seen him on a couple of like interviews, like short clips or whatever, but I'm not, I don't want to sound like a hater here, but I'm really, I'm not a true fan of Bert. Like I've never really seen his work. Now, after this movie... I'm probably about to dive into it because yeah, I really funny. I like the movie. I like the movie. So, he is funny. So the story he tells on stage called Flying Dildos, he talks about how after act after act, nobody came up that were flying dildos. And at the very end, flying dildos came up. And they needed to volunteer. And so Bert, his hammered ass, everybody's like looking at him because he's been cheering all, all night long about, I want to see flying dildos. So take him on stage and they do something funny with him. So please, I'm like going to ruin the story. Watch it on YouTube. It's funny. But he talks about on Logan Paul's podcast how he, there's a lot of stuff that happened during that night that he doesn't tell because it doesn't add to the story. They're still crazy and they're still funny, but he doesn't, it's not, it ruins the story if, you, if you're if you honest with yourself. Yeah, which like, he like definitely, if, which he touches on in this movie because I'll I'll tell you this, regarding the movie... I think he kind of wanted to like put in perspective that he wasn't necessarily proud. Like, obviously it's a good story to tell for like a comedy stand-up show. And it is, I mean, obviously he kills it, but I think he leaves out a lot of it on those stand-up comedy shows because like he really talks about the fact that like he robbed his classmates and like those are his classmates, like whether he wanted to or not, like he felt some type of responsibility and, like, probably got close to him. Like, he even talks about Ashley, like, the girl in the movie where, like, he kind of, she was, like, a sure thing. Like, she she was really liking him. But then he gets so messed up with the mob that he ends up, like, stealing a ring off of her finger. Right. And, like, you could tell in those scenes because there were, like, some pretty good. This is why I was really impressed with Bert. Like, there were some good just acting from him that I, you know, that I don't really expect from comedians. I was pretty impressed with his acting. Like, he could fake cry. No, he did a good job, he did truly. A, he did a pretty good job of, he, like, he was, fake crying. He was and, believable when he was panicking. Yeah. It was very, he did a But obviously, job. They're, they're still making it, like, comedy panicking. 100%. You know? But but it was, it was over, because, well, he panicked more than he should have, because that's why it was funny, but it was a believable panic. Like, it looked like he was actually panicking over yeah. the top. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like he was acting like he was panicking. It was yeah. like, oh, this guy's panicking way more than he should be. Yeah. So it's funny. Also, another thing I liked about this movie that I was so impressed with, it was an action comedy. 
Yeah. There are a lot of fight scenes in this movie. Did you do no research for this movie? No, I, I mean, listen, I saw the trailer and I saw that there were like a couple fight scenes, but I did not think, I mean, because those kinds of scenes, I mean, they took a lot of like practice, like a lot of athleticism that if you notice, let's be honest, Bert does not look like he would just have that in him. If you notice, I say this in later podcasts because this podcast, we recorded two more prior to this episode coming out we did a little quick turnaround on this one but remember but so wait <laughs> wait two episodes and you'll hear me talk about this but the john wick movies they changed action movies truly even this action comedy because back in the day jason Bourne movies they were very quick cut shaky cam kind of action movies like when he was in a fight scene they mimicked how it felt to be in an action like in a fight sorry not in an action they mimicked how it felt to be in a fight Shaky, disorienting, quick, fast. You know, it was all very shaky and you saw the punches and everything. But John Wick changed it because it was, you saw the action. You got to watch it like a UFC fight almost. To where they yes. they set the camera up and it was a wide shot or maybe even a medium shot where you see their bodies and they're fighting and you can see all the action. You see the moves they do. They're not, there might be faster cuts, but they're not quick cuts where you don't know what's happening. There's a funny scene uh, from one of the older, I think maybe maybe the third Taken movie, where <laughs> Liam Neeson is old. It's like, okay, dude, come on. He's climbing a fence. And I want to say it takes like 12 cuts <laughs> for Liam Neeson to jump over a fence. It's really? like 12 different shots. It is like, okay, dude, come on. Man. That's how you know he's an old man. It's like, <laughs> dude, it takes 12 different angles <laughs> to show him jumping over one fence. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, this is what Jason Bourne did. This is the worst part of Jason Bourne. I'm sure there's going to be a bad part of John Wick, but you know, this movie definitely took, um, I was about to say, wrapping it back into this movie. Like I saw Bert fucking up some dudes. That's what in I'm saying movie. is that John Wick has changed the action movie genre, action movie, action comedy. This movie took the, uh, practice of John Wick where yeah. they show the action because like literally John Wick movies have changed it, action it, movies. It set the precedent. Now, 100%. if if you want to see good action, like you're expecting, like I want to see the guy, I want to see Bert playing himself. I don't want to see some stunt double bullshit, double take, whatever. Like I don't want to see like a cut and you can obviously tell like it's a stuntman. Like, no, you watch this movie, that's Bert headbutting the shit out of a mafia leader like prodigy it was awesome it was funny like it was ah this good movie it was a a fun little movie that Uh, was a fun movie we were in the theater and it was a smaller theater honestly first off i thought we were gonna have to get in a fight at the beginning we had some people sitting in our seats i thought we were just gonna let it slide but no way no way way. I, i told him Cade said hey you're sitting in our seats. And then I think they looked at you. I mean, just from my perspective, it, it looked like they looked at you and were kind of expecting you to just be like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But no, Cade just stood there and stared at him. And I'll tell you what. Hey, two, they, they got up. Two whiskeys down. And I said, hey, motherfucker. I don't know if he said, hey, motherfucker, but I he. Didn't. I did not. He, but he 
he stared them down and they and they got up. I did hear them say like, "Oh yeah, we had like people in our seats or whatever." But yeah. then they got up, went to the people in those seats, and they said, "Well, I assume they told them that they were in their seats." And there's probably a lot of confusion going on. But at hey, the end of the day, what? we got our motherfucking seats. We didn't care because guess what? When we walked in, we ran late and the movie was starting. As I was telling the people that, the, that <laughs> as I'm telling them, "Hey, I think these are our seats. We have two through four. They're like, oh, okay, people have our seats. As they're talking to me, I'm turning to watch the movie because it's playing. Like, the intro of the movie's playing. So I'm like, okay, thanks, as I'm watching the movie. Because, listen, this podcast is more important than their enjoyment of the movie to me. No, we were on business. We're This is a business trip. I paid with my Amex business card. This is a business trip. Yeah, no, I mean, we took shirtless pictures in front of the poster for business. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what? We should probably go shirtless for this for this podcast. Oh my, yeah. All right, dude. What? Yeah. What would Bert want? Audio listeners, we're taking our shirts off. In honor of Bert Kreischer. This is for you, Bert. It's only right. <laughs> I look naked. Sorry. I'm looking at the monitor above me. Okay. Memorial Day. This is Bert Kreischer, Bert. the machine. I am the machine. That was a fun movie, man. I, I really appreciate how Bert Kreischer, he was talking about how when he was making this movie, he wrote the first scene and it was kind of soft. And... I did not hear about this. Okay, so Burt Kreischer wrote, wrote this movie, and he was like, this movie's kind of, the beginning first scene was a little soft. He was like, it's, it's funny, but it's kind of soft. It's like, you know, little kid humor. It's like, it's not that funny. But he heard a podcast of Joe Rogan's, where Joe Rogan was talking about the issue with comedy movies is they don't go hard anymore. They always go soft. They never go hard. They're not that crazy anymore. So Burt Kreischer heard that from Joe Rogan, and he said, fuck, it's too soft. So he went back into his bedroom that night and rewrote the first scene to make it a little bit harder. And the rest is history. He wanted to make this movie go hard. Because right now, comedies, they're not funny anymore. When's the last time you've seen a funny comedy? When have you seen a Step Brothers? When have you seen a Talladega Nights? When have you seen a Tropic Thunder? They're not out right now because the studios are... A little bit too woke, to be honest. They are. Think think about uh, right now. I remember one of the biggest movies was uh, the Jonah Hill movie, where he's uh, he's dating the light skinned girl, but he's like having to get in like with it. It's all just about. I enjoyed that movie, but it was too much. Try it was too. It was trying too much. It to was be too this, political, too and political. you could tell every scene. Like you know, it is disappointing me that that Jonah Hill wrote that movie as well. It does disappoint me that he wrote that movie because he definitely tried to make that's it. That's super bad. That's this is the end. You know, that's uh, that's Jonah fucking Hill. Like he's funny. He knows how to be funny. I liked it, dude. It was a good. It was a comedy. You know, isn't supposed to be censored. It was funny. It was uh, not funny. It was a decent movie, but it wasn't that funny. It was a little bit cringy. Me and Mercedes were watching it. And it, was it was pretty cringy. cringy. Little cringy. It was pretty cringy. Yeah, and I mean, it just sucks because you know, even like. Dude, uh, what's the fucking movie? 
Excuse my language. I'm I'm really not trying to drop the f bomb as many times as possible. Listen, his mother watched, my, his mother watched the first episode, and I was trying to watch his language. I am. I I'm trying to watch it because hey, who needs to really drop the f bomb that many times? Be yourself, brother. Be yourself. So, anyways, what's the movie? Oh my god, dude! I I love it. Where they're the ar- they're arms dealers. Oh, war dogs. War dogs. Not necessarily a comedy. You just pulled a Spike Lee. Yeah. Well. Wait, you pulled a Spike Lee. No, you, you didn't know just who, pulled a Spike Lee. No, but you did not know who Spike Lee was. And if you had given me a bit more context, I would have figured it out. Oh, wait. I did figure it out last podcast. Full disclosure, I got a lot of hate from my parents, from my fiance. They were like, Spike Lee! It's Spike Lee! Yeah, full disclosure, I did not get that much hate because I didn't get the correct context. Hey, what was the budget of um, Air? billion dollars skip this god listen i'm just saying war dogs was not necessarily supposed to be a funny movie but i like jonah hill being involved in it and i know that jonah hill is like an actor slash writer i think he has a lot of influence on what characters like say especially the ones that he's acting for war dogs was a good movie because the funny parts were at the perfect parts 100 and it wasn't I, forced what i love about Which, jonah hill yeah. in the past at least this movie wasn't his best work i'll be honest i didn't enjoy it too much i wish he stayed away from the wokeness but in his in the past the thing i've liked about jonah hill is that he's always chased the greats to learn from them he he had a very 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 minor part in django unchained with quinn Tarantino. but he wrote that, that he, fucking scene and he he wrote that scene and he took that scene because he wanted to work with tarantino Okay, he did what he could to be in Wolf of Wall Street because he wanted to work with Martin Scorsese. Okay, he he respects the greats, and he does. He's not too prideful to be like, no, I need to be a lead in this movie. No, he's he like, did. No, like he let damn me, near I'm, told. Let me, be, let me be a little bitty part so that way I can actually learn from them and and watch their craft. He wanted to learn from their craft of these masters. Yeah, which I really appreciate from him. Jonah Hill, first off, Kanye West shouts him out, says. <laughs> Kanye West said he didn't like the Jews until he watched 21 Jump Street. Is Jonah Hill a Jew? I think so, but maybe not. Uh, he has to be if Kanye West just shouted him <laughs> out like that. There's no way that Jonah Hill's not a Jew. And Kanye was like, oh, man, for some reason, this this random guy. Hey, God bless 21 Jump Street. Yeah, but going back to Jonah Hill, like just respecting the greats. Jonah Hill told Martin Scorsese he would pay Martin out of his own pockets to be in Wolf of Wall Street. And that is what you need to do, man. I appreciate that so much because truly, I love it. I love it. To get the experience that you need, you have to sometimes pay for it. So the, the, what I do right now for work is I work for a guy who like runs business masterminds. So in order to get the experience of like all the business people in the world, you have to pay for it to get in. And I've seen that so many times that like, if you can just, if you're willing to pay for your own like education, that's what college is. College is you paying for your education. So if you're willing to pay to get it, you will get it. So Jonah Hill literally was like, all right, I'll do whatever it takes. That's how you get successful is being willing to pay for your entertain. Like if Quentin, you know, like if he had a coaching program, would you not, find however much money you need to do to then pay for his coaching program. Tarantino, 
he was going to teach you his craft and teach you what he does. He's like, hey, it's five five grand to join. You're like, fuck, how do I how do I find how do I find five grand? Then you know him, you're with him. He's teaching you the whole craft. That's what it takes. So props to Jonah Hill for he understands that to get the experience that you want faster, you kind of have to pay sometimes. Wow, that was that was beautiful. Thanks. It's just we're we're shirtless and tipsy, and I'm just like, hey, life tips. Hey, I hope you took something away from that, listeners. But this movie was fun, dude. I it was it was good seeing a a comedy that kind of goes. It's not a woke comedy. It's a fun. It's a true comedy. It's got funny jokes. And it's in it's in the theaters, so Bert Kreischer always talked about as he was promoting this. He's like, please go to the theaters and watch this movie because right now theater movies, people only come out for like Marvel movies. They want to see the next Avengers. They want to see Endgame. They right now see Guardians of the Galaxy three. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Right. We should probably watch that. Yeah, we should. Jake, but, uh, Jake said it made him cry. <laughs> Pussy. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. Um, yes. The uh, it's good seeing comedies now in theater, so it's important that I'm glad that me and you went to go watch it in the theater because that supports the movie and that tells the movie, the production studios, that it's like, hey, we like these kind of movies. Hey, at the end of the day, I'm a big believer that the best way to watch a movie is in the theater. 100%. That's why I love, uh, I don't know if you guys have but this near I just, y'all. I, I just love going to the movie theater. I don't know if you guys have this near you guys, but. They have Alamo Draft House, which is a it's a nice little theater. They have good popcorn. It's a cool little setting, and they play older movies. So they they'll, they'll play Endgame. They'll play, um, you they'll, know, they'll, Citizen they'll, Kane. They'll play like old classic movies. I was about to movies. say, dude, you can go older than Endgame. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I said Endgame. <laughs> you can, but they'll play they'll play older yeah. movies in the theater, so you can go back and rewatch a movie. So maybe maybe you miss Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the theaters. You can go back and watch it. Maybe you're too young to see the first Star Wars movie in theaters. Sweet. You can go back and watch it at Alamo Draft House. That's what I like about Speaking I like about that of theater. the first Star Wars movie, here's a question that I have. What? And I don't I doubt I ever get an answer, but God, when we make it big, I hope I do. I wonder if Mark Hamill, who plays Burt's dad in this movie mm-hmm. I wonder if he did more cocaine in this movie compared to when he was fucking Luke Skywalker in the 70s think about it he probably didn't do any real cocaine in this movie yeah but I'm talking character I think you totally missed it I think you, I think you absolutely missed what I just went for did you? I think you did. He probably did more cocaine in this movie. No, he didn't. He it did was, cocaine as Luke as young. In Mark the 70s? In Hollywood? He's Luke fucking Skywalker. Mom, again, please, God, don't listen to this. <laughs> but I'm being serious right here. Beep. We're talking, we're talking, you're Luke Skywalker. He became number one top dog. How many strip clubs do you think he went to? I don't know. But he did a lot of cocaine at every single one of them. That's why that's I think the amount of cocaine that he did in the 70s when he was a huge Star Wars guy. Well, 
Actually, that's such an understatement. I actually apologize. Not a huge Star Wars guy. He's Darth Vader's son. Okay? He's the big guy. He's top dog. Okay? No, no, no. Don't say anything. I'm taking the mic now. All right? I bet that his experience during the 70s and 80s when he was just riding that wave of being Luke Skywalker. Oh. It was damn near method acting going into this movie. And when you see the movie, you'll know what I mean because he was on a lot of drugs. That's that's very, that's my that's my two cents. That's very insensitive of you to think that he did drugs back in his success. What Sorry. A man? Sorry, I've seen too many like Hollywood movies about the seventies at this point. I I think I just know. He probably smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. After he did like three lines. It was probably like three lines for every blunt rotation. I just realized he never took his shirt off in the movie, did he? No, but at one point he did pull a shirt off that had Bert's photoshopped shirt off. Right, he was shirtless in the movie at some point, but he never like he he did not go shirtless. He did not truly go shirtless. No, that's surprising. You think he would because if you don't know, I wonder what's up with that. If you don't know, Burt Kreischer's biggest thing is him being shirtless. As you can see, we're both shirtless right now. Burt Kreischer's biggest thing is on stage. His his newest special, you should watch it. It's called Razzle Dazzle. Because he talks about his family a lot, so it's kind of funny. So if you kind of fo- if you follow him, uh, him him joking about his family is funny because you feel like you know them. So he he kind of includes you in his life. That's his, his style of comedy. But the first uh, right when he walks out on stage for his stand up uh, special on Netflix, it's called Razzle Dazzle. He walks on stage and he rips open his button shirt and the buttons fly in slow motion and he's screaming like. Ah, and the crowd's going crazy and it's slow motion and his shirt comes off and that's the start of his special. So you're like, dude, hell yeah. Like, let's watch Razzle Dazzle. Okay, so going off of that, like I previously said, I'm really not like the biggest Burt follower, but it makes so much sense when he was standing in the mirror, like getting ready for his daughter's Sweet 16 part of the movie and he's like wearing these short shirts and like the whole theater was like laughing their asses off. And sure, like I was too. I can fall under peer pressure. I thought it was funny though. Like he looked fucking ridiculous in that shirt. But I think it's because of that. Yeah. That's why, that's probably why people were just laughing so hard in the theaters because they've probably seen that stand up routine. Yeah, and you uh, you didn't know it either, but his wife was in the movie, which is funny. Oh that, yeah, no, 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 you, you mentioned that to me. Yeah, yeah so, so Leanne is his wife, and she's in the movie. So he, <laughs> I think he helped write the movie. So he he writes in some. Jokes. Oh, of course he helped write the movie. Yeah, he of course he did. He, <laughs> he wrote in some funny jokes, which are funny about his wife. So like, if you follow uh, Burt Kreischer, there's some funny parts where he's like, he's talking about, what does he say? He's like, is this, is your wife hot? What what was that? What was that question? You're talking about, okay. So he's talking about like the party's really big. He invited everybody, including like even like the parents that he doesn't like. No, not that part. But but that part what Gray's talking about is he invites the first time you see Leanne, who is his actual wife. His name, her actual name is Leanne. 
which is also his wife's name in the movie. But Madison's friend, mom, Madison's it's mom. It's something like that. Yeah, Madison's but mom he, is a bitch, yeah. and she shows up, and that's actually Leanne, which is his actual wife, and she comes in and like talks shit about Bert, which is funny. But there's a scene where somebody asks Bert if his wife is hot. He goes, well, I mean, yeah. She's 50. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's Jimmy, right, it's young Bert. That's right. So young Bert in the movie, oh, yeah, he talks sh- about... Hopefully you guys have seen this movie. I hope you guys have seen it. If you haven't That's seen the it, point please of this go see it. Yeah, please go see it. Good God. Go see it in the theater, man. Like, please. It's, it's a good movie. Like, the theater movies... Hopefully the fans of this episode watch movies in the theaters. That's where you go watch a movie. Man. That, that's theaters. the target audience I'm going for. 100%. Okay, I, I really want people to know that like I enjoy making a day out of going to the movie theater. And that, like that's what I love to do. Greg like, got I, to my apartment before we left from the movie and started chugging whiskey. You'll see it in the vlog. They've already seen it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Spoiler alert. It's funny because so Bert... You know, they make a joke about, like, is your wife hot? It's young Bert. asks like, is, is she hot? He goes, yeah, well, because he always jokes about his wife because they're older now, like, probably a little overweight. So it's funny that. He <laughs> well, Bert is. I think she is a little bit, too, though. She looked good in the movie. Yeah, no, no, she doesn't look bad at all. Bert's definitely overweight. And that, that's what, like, Joe and Joe Rogan and Bert and Tom Segura, you know, Tom Segura, the comedian. Hmm. He's funny too. He so. It sounds familiar. Which is funny because actually, Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura's podcast is a sort of inspiration for this podcast. Okay, wait. Uh, what's something that I've heard from uh, Tom Segura? I'm not sure if you have heard anything from him. He's a stand-up comedian as well. He has Two Bears, One Cave. He's on Joe Rogan's podcast a lot. Him and Bert's podcast, I love it. They drop every Monday, similar to us. Oh, it's, nice. It's funny enough, if you watch the reels that we post on Instagram, the end card that plays as our audio plays, they do the same thing mm. with the same similar graphic. I took a lot of inspiration from them. A lot. Yeah. it's We have a different concept, but I like the way that they do their promotional reels for their podcast so i kind of i copied them they're what copied reels them. promotional promotional yes. i thought you said i thought you said premonitional did i slur we've had a couple drinks ladies and gentlemen sorry this is so awesome this anyway. is i'm having so much fun right now dude Today was a good day. I had a great day. On our way to the movie, <laughs> we had the windows down blaring music. <laughs> Singing our hearts off, having Dude. a blast. Grace in the back, tipping back a larceny whiskey, hammering it down. I am the machine. Greg was the machine this today. He was hammering it. And then I want to give okay, I want to give a shout out to Mercedes, your fiance, my fiance, your fiance. During the movie, do people know from the first episode that you are in fact engaged? I think I mentioned it. Oh, man. Maybe not. You think? Anyway, I'm engaged. Can't beautiful, totally beautiful remember. Lady. Beautiful lady. She's nice. I, I would also like to give a shout out to Mercedes, a.k.a. Cade's fiance. She made me a double whiskey sour going into this podcast because we told ourselves that we were going to have a lot of fun. And first off, I'm having a lot of fun. Prior to that, Mercedes 
gave me a lot of fun. There's so much whiskey in this double whiskey sour. <laughs> Prior to that, we were in the theater because we got there late. Okay, so me and our oh. movies at our movie is at one forty five. We are thirty minutes from the theater that we bought our tickets from. We left at like one twenty. Let me tell the story. Don't worry my story. You go get him, Tiger. <laughs> our movie's at one forty five. We're thirty minutes away from the theater. Gray leaves his house at one at twelve fifty. He's about twenty five minutes away from our apartment, which is our studio, as you can see right now. Gray shows up. He starts to pour whiskey. I'm like, hey dude, our movie's at one forty five. It's like one twenty. And we're like, shit. So we all take a shot. We jump in the car and we speed to the theater. Okay. Mercedes was driving. She sped like a maniac. I'm just kidding. I drove. We get to the theater. We go to the, we go in. Like Grace said, I kicked the people out of our seats. We out ran. Of seat, out of our seats. Also, we ran. We did, we did jog. We lightly jogged into the theater. I kicked the people out of our seats. Yeah, I lightly jogged. And we sat down and we were watching the movie for the first 20 minutes. And me and Gray planned prior that we were like, hey, we want to drink during this movie. And I specifically picked a theater. Well, that's what the machine would have wanted. 100%. Burt yeah. Kreischer, shout out to you. Of course you wanted us to drink during the machine. It's also Memorial Day. As you'll see probably on our Instagram, we took a sh- we took our shirt offs inside the theater and took a p- picture by the poster. I was dedicated. 100%. Also, business decision. Yes. That's 100% a business decision. So we sit down at our seat and we're watching the movie. It's funny. We're having a good time. And then I ask Mercedes, I'm like, hey, what can I do to get you to go out and get us popcorn and drinks? Because, of course, we showed up late, so we had to run in the theaters and sit down in the movie starting. We didn't have time to sit in the concession stand. And she goes, what do you guys want? And I'm like, surprise us. And she's like, I got it. I give her my card. She runs out, comes back, brings us back a tall beer. It's the biggest beer I've ever drank. A large popcorn. A damn near pitcher. And some candy. And she's like... Wait, there was candy? She had the Starburst. I I didn't see the candy. I don't have any candy either, but anyway. She brought us all of that. Well, I just... I didn't even see the candy. I didn't even have the option of eating the candy. To be fair, I did tell her, hey, get whatever candy you want for getting us the drink. I said, don't share with Greg either because he's going to eat it all. Well, I wish you had put that part in the story well, I told initially. Her, I told her not to share it with you. No, I didn't. I'm kidding. Anyway. Well, then there's that. Shout out Mercedes for bringing us It doesn't some matter drinks. because at the end of the day, I didn't get any candy. But it doesn't matter. Again, part two. I didn't want the candy. All I needed was some popcorn. And that was not just a beer. I mean, that was a mini yeah, pitcher. That, that was... Probably two and a half cans. That's I mean, got my ass. I was having a really <laughs> good time during that movie. I'll tell you that much. It's funny because I told Gray, me and him, I took a shot before I got out of the car to go into the theater. See? Shot. And. Whiskey. I didn't eat today, so I was a little bit buzzed, okay? Because I didn't eat really. Right. And like I told you, all I had was uh, spicy peanuts from uh, 7-Eleven. Me and Gray had a very similar diet today. I had granola bars, and he had spicy, spicy peanuts, peanuts from 7-Eleven. And 
So we sit down. Of course, our drink from the car is nice. We're feeling it. And my buzz kind of goes away. And the minute that Mercedes brings out our cold Stella Artois draft. That's what we drank? Stella, yeah. <laughs> I take that first <laughs> sip. I go. And the buzz is back, baby. I'm like, oh, let's go. And machine plays. Dude, perfect timing. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. I was losing my buzz before we even walked into the theater. By the time we sat down, the movie was so encaptivating that I was so into it that I didn't even really give a damn about where my buzz was. But I did lose it along the way. Although it did not affect me that much. But I will tell you this much, Kate Harvey. And the rest of my viewers listening, when she set that big ass beer in front of me, I was back. I was ready. And I was <laughs> so drawn into the rest of that movie. I'll tell you what, I'm in love with that Russian uh, actress. I don't know. Antagonist, protagonist. I don't know. Was she good? Good. Side like, what, character. What, was she good? Was she bad? I don't know. There were levels to this movie. She was, just a, she was a side character. Not good or bad. Hey, like Bert described her, autistic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think <laughs> this movie wasn't amazing, clearly. It's a fucking action comedy. It's, it's an action like, comedy. Oh my God, this is the best movie I've ever seen. But it was funny. It was good. Surprisingly well shot and well written, too. Ooh, yes. There was no real... Cor- well, Surely, like there was corny parts, but they didn't write it corny where it was like took you out of it too much. Okay. Well, I think it was one of those like if you did see a part that you thought was corny, it was done on purpose. So it was like yes. it was like, you know what? You just god damn it. This is an action comedy, comedy action. You gotta put something in like this. You know? That's just how tradition is. But what were you saying? It wasn't super corny to where yeah, they had a, a scene where they needed something done. It wasn't over-the-top corny that it wasn't believable. It was actually a funny corny where it was like kind of like how... They're making fun of the corniness. A lot of people didn't like Thor Love and Thunder because it was so cheesy. Never saw it. I I personally enjoy the movie. It was funny because they wrote it so corny to where... It was funny. Like They wrote it on purpose, but if you don't understand that they're writing the corniness on purpose, then you're not going to enjoy the movie. Right, like the the Thor has a bunch of one liners. You that are like you so out of you you're like either get it at the beginning and figure out what they're gonna do, like yes. going into the rest of the movie, or you don't. Yeah, and that it, was the it, kind it, of it, thing with the machine. If you yes. don't accept that, it's gonna be. But so, but the issue though, the machine, you under you accept that right when you walk in the theater because you know this is a comedy. So like you're gonna get ready for the funniness of it. But if you walk into Thor: Love and Thunder, like my brother Jacob, shout out my brother Jacob. Shout out, brother Jacob. He's listening right now. If when he walked into the theater, he expected a badass Thor movie because Thor's a badass character. Yeah, he's but he's also god. He's also funny. So if you walk in the theater expecting to not expecting to see a badass character, you're not you're not gonna get that. You're gonna get a corny ass funny superhero movie. So if you walk in and watch Thor: Love and Thunder like that, you're gonna enjoy it because it was funny. Me and Mercedes loved that movie. It was hilarious. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, it was just it was an enjoyable, funny movie where Thor's talking trash. Similar to how the machine is. The machine is just a funny movie that's enjoyable. Am I gonna say this is a top ten? Absolutely not. 
Am I going to say this is a fun movie to watch? 100%. The whole theater had fun. I mean, we were laughing all together. We were laughing at the right jokes. I remember uh, <laughs> at one point, because I'm not going to lie, I had, a, I had an, old dude, or an older man sitting next to me in this movie. And there was a joke made where after Mark Hamill's character had done a lot of drugs, Bert looks at him and he was like, you can do good with drugs like Charlie Sheen. And me and that old man, I mean, cracked up. Oh, I mean, I gave him a high five because I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Did you actually get a high five? I swear to God, no come way. on. Oh, you didn't see? Dude, no. Oh, it's because you were too cuddled up to your fiance. Probably. Uh, you weren't interacting with the theater like me. I mean, no, I was laughing with them. They would laugh, and I would no, laugh. No, no, we were we were laughing. We were laughing, but no, I like looked at the guy to my left and just like gave him a high five, and like, <laughs> it, but like nothing was said. It was just it was just a solid high hey, five. Like, wait, you got that joke? He was I like, yeah, love that. I love the fact that you are high fiving strangers in the movie. That is what that's what the theater is for. That's, that's what the theater's for. That's why you go to the theater. Is it not? Tell me. I swear to God it is. I'll tell you what. Anytime I go Can to like a... That? Unlock that. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's just Special guest alert. Come in. Come in. Okay. You can come in. Come here. Come, come here. here. Come here. Come here. All right. Mercedes, come here. Fiance has arrived. We got fiance Mercedes who just we just mentioned earlier. Let's hear her thoughts over... Uh, uh, what's it called? Machine. Did you almost say air? Yeah, I did. It's the second episode. Just put it on. Are y'all pretty hammered? Uh, for sure. Oh, Katie's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I loaded that shit up. Okay, Mercedes, real quickly. What were your original thoughts over the machine? Um, I thought it was just like a fun movie that they don't make anymore. Like, 100%. They don't, they don't make like, like just fun, like just, oh. No, she doesn't need two mics, Gray. <laughs> you keep your mic. You, I sh- honestly, I should have the second mic. You ask your questions. Um, yeah, I just feel like they don't they don't make those just fun comedies anymore. I feel like everything's like either like a remake or, you know, just like. It's not. They don't go hard, right? They're not like they're not talking about a man having titties and making fun of him. Well, they did do that actually. <laughs> no, no, not, not prior to this movie though what i'm saying oh right but yeah. i just feel like, like very progressive man movies titties are like on the spectrum of like either they're like high 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 budget movies or they're just like shit movies and they don't make these like in the middle like the machine or like cocaine bear was kind of like that too but the, but like, but oh. the machine the machine was i mean a 30 million dollar movie which is not a high budget movie oh. right so this is like what you're saying where they're not making yeah. good Mid to low budget movies. Yeah, but we should be asking Gray about all the budget questions. Oh man, I've never. Been I already made fun of him. For I've it. never <laughs> been. I've never been more I will terrified. I always make fun of you for that. <laughs> and Spike Lee over here. Thank all you. Right. Okay, way to balance it out. <laughs> I was listening to that episode in the car on my way to work, and I was like, Spike Lee. Like I'm like, man, you want to be a director? You know Spike Lee. You fucking idiot. <laughs> right. You're not off the hook though. <laughs> All right, thank you for your thoughts. Oh. Thanks for bye, Mercedes. Bye. Here, tell them bye. Wait. Bye. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, let me just, like, 
server you're, of the podcast. Yeah, you're Should getting I in. Get in. Yeah. Mercedes is our designated waitress. She gets no tips. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. All Wait, right. Mercedes, are you about to? Do you want more? I don't think we have any tonight. You could you could pour eagle. eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Eagle yeah. Do, do it. Do, do you want it. a single or a double? How long are you staying here? It's looking like all night. Okay. <laughs> it's looking like I'm probably just gonna crash here. I know. I, I probably don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we should. Uh, you should. You gotta get good at giving her the mic when she's talking, so we can hear her. It's only our second one. Also, I, I wasn't expecting it's a celebrity. Ge- no, uh, it's our fourth one. But our first one was a celebrity guest. Right, celebrity guest, tangerine hairstylist Mercedes Zaragoza. Harvey, soon to be. Harvey, soon to be. I'm glad that they made this movie, man, because. I hope it does well in theaters. I hope. I mean, we went on, we went out opening weekend for it. That shows a, yeah, a big yeah. It sign, came right? out. Uh, it's it's uh, Monday right now. It came out this past Thursday, Friday. If you're on a uh, no, it came out on Thursday. Did oh. it? I didn't see okay, it. It came out on Thursday, but it's opening weekend. It's opening weekend. Yeah, we, we technically, did it. Op- I mean, it's not really opening weekend, but Memorial Day. Give us some slack. Cut no, us some slack Bert here. Bert needs to acknowledge the fact that. We went on opening weekend. So what he has said is that if this movie does well opening weekend, that on Monday, which is today, he has another movie written with Tom Segura called Fat Astronauts. He says that movie gets greenlit the minute this movie does well. There's well, another then we one. did our part. Have you seen Have you seen Shane Gillis, his, his skits? No. Okay, we're going to watch that afterward. Guys, if you are listening, please go on YouTube and watch Gilly and Keeves. That is Shane Gillis, who does these funny comedy skits online. They are so funny. He has a comedy special out right now called Gilly and Keeves Live, maybe. I don't know. I I feel bad for not knowing the exact um, title of it, but they're so funny. These skits are so funny. And that's like back with Key and Peele, like early days of Key and Peele. That's what they're doing. These funny comedy skits. And Burt Kreischer says that Shane Gillis is funnier, the, like the most funny comedy actor there is alive today. Like he's the best comedy actor there is. He's like a Will Ferrell type. So it's like, if this movie does well, production companies will be like, oh, oh, real comedies are actually funny. Let's not stop. Let's, let's stop making woke comedy that's not funny. That's horrible. Let's start making real comedy. And Shane Gillis has another movie. So they have Fat Astronauts coming out. That's Tom Segura and, and Burt Kreischer. They have another movie coming out that Shane Gillis may be a part in or might have wrote or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it's something like that. So I just realized I have something else. Have y'all like it's talked it's about good in, it's good in. Do you remember that one? I think it was Two Bears, One Cave when his wife calls and she's talking about, yeah. yeah. She's in the movie. Did you notice her in yeah, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was um, her mom. And then she was like, the the actress wife was like, hey, don't say that. She's going through a divorce. And then she, Leanne was like, Bert, no booze. He's like, hey, Caroline's mom, no husband or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. shit was so funny. But Leanne was the actual one that was yeah. Madison's mom. Yeah. Her. Oh, was it Mal? I don't know why I said Caroline. I think it was Madison. 
Um, no, but that that one episode where she calls and ch- their daughter got suspended. Uh, Here, hold on. Mercedes, gonna put on headphones. Sorry, guys. Slight pause. And their go- their daughter got like suspended from school. She's like goes to an all girls Catholic school, and she got suspended for throwing dice, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and taking bets, like on yeah. in recess. I want to say that the younger <laughs> one was actually in the movie. I think the was younger the one, younger daughter. I think Isla. Isla's her the youngest daughter. I think I I don't know because I don't know her kids kids that well. But I think when they showed the older daughter who was in the movie, Sasha. That's not her name. Her His daughter's name is Georgia. That's why I was thinking. Okay. Yes. I wonder why they changed it. Just for the movie's sake. To show that's not real. Although Leanne. Yeah, but, but he called his wife Leanne, who was the actor Leanne. Yeah. Was but that anyway, not Molly Ringwald? I don't know. I don't know. You know who that is? Yeah. She was in a movie before. I've seen her in a movie before. It looks like Molly Ringwald. But She's anyway, from I, like I think I saw Isla in the movie. I think she was one of the younger daughters next to... Sasha, the actor. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't the actual. I'm sorry. Can I help you? <laughs> 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 this is my podcast now. But, okay. Before you leave, Mercedes. That was not it. Tell us, out of 10, what do you rate this movie? I don't know. I was kind of thinking about that coming home. But, like, I don't. I don't know. I guess I just don't love surface level movies. I don't know okay, but, how, but, how but, I should say that. Okay. So exclude the fact, because I'm also thinking of this right now. Exclude the fact that this is a comedy written in 2023. That was actually like a comedy written probably in the, the early days. Because comedies are very soft now. There's not really many funny comedies. Like think about. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You kind of can't like Wait, really. What are what are uh, what are two comedies that I've written recently? There's Cocaine ca- Bear. Cocaine Bear. That was pretty out there a little bit. Oh yeah, it was gory as hell, and so was this one at some point. There <laughs> like, was what's the <laughs> what's the movie? Okay, I can't think of it. Think, think it's I mean, oh oh, the Leonardo DiCaprio one with with Adam McKay. Oh, don't it. look up. Don't look up. Ass. I Horrible hated comedy. that. Yeah. It was so political, though. You seen that? Yes. You the, did? The best yeah. part about Did you like it? Movie, I did like it. The best part about it was Meryl Streep was hilarious. And then Jonah Hill playing her son, who's like also her advisor. Jonah Hill was funny, but the movie yeah. as a fact, it, it could not take itself serious or as a joke. It was trying to too, it was way too hard being a political and me Whoa. actually me. well the whole entire thing was satire you didn't think so oh i mean it definitely was satire but to me the satire was not like over the top because we're talking about the end of the world no but it was too much trying to push the global climate agenda yeah. thing it was like dude well damn near understand any, it, but okay like, make Kate, it funny. but any end of the world movie like that that's what they're doing but it wasn't funny though that's the issue i it thought w- it was funny no dude I thought it was funny. Maybe we need to watch it again. I think we watched it not long after it came out. It's been out for a couple of years now. I thought like I right thought it was COVID. funny, like Mercedes said. Jonah Hill being the son of the what? She's the president, yes. right? She's the president. Yes, Meryl Streep is. I I like the idea that like our country is just so fucked up at this point that like the son 
of the president who really doesn't know what he's talking about, but he feels like his opinion is entitled. It's just like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, I'd probably like chill out, like on thinking like the world is going to like fucking end, you know, like, I don't know, you know, probably like chill out whenever we like talk to the public about that. Like, let's relax. I thought it was just too much political where it was pushing the agenda too hard. It's like, the agenda. Well, if the it's comedy. if it's if it's not a comet coming at the world to end the world, what is it supposed to be? Zombies? No, but they could have done something where it like was like what? Uh, okay, give me. I can't just give you something on the top because it's, right. it's, it's something you got to think because about. Because it's tough. Because you're walking the line of whenever they had you months, make, dude. They had months to make this movie. When and it you was make too much when political. you make a movie about the end of the world, it's tough because. Oh, what about This is the End? That was like a comedy end of the world one. I've never seen it. You've never seen Would okay, Seth God Rogen? I've always wanted to see it, but I've never what? seen it. Yeah, I've never God seen it. Damn, it's it funny. No, it's I've, funny. I've always wanted to, but your ass is like, I'm going to watch the no. kids movie. Oh my God, stop. You just exposed me on the fucking podcast. I want to watch the kids movie. <laughs> but I've never seen This is the End, but... That was funny. Then what are we doing here? If you you haven't watched This is is the End, what are we doing here? So funny. You need to see that movie. It's a funny movie. James Franco is hilarious in that movie. You're about to say James Franco is hot. She's she's about to cheat on me live on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, she corrected herself. I actually don't think James Franco is hot. I don't think that. How can you think that? He's so hot. (laughs) <laughs> he like, like he looks like he's like dirty. I would take like his brother Dave Franco over him uh, for okay. sure. No, I think James way better than Dave. Dave Franco in the neighbors? Are you kidding me? Like, all right, get out, school, get like, out of here. <laughs> okay, but James right, Franco and Spider Man, come on! Shout out Mercedes oh, for joining another podcast. Thanks again. Hey, I I hope to be back soon. That was a good segment. That <laughs> we'll we'll have her as a guest star. We need to get a third mic, and maybe we'll bring her on for an episode. Hold I know, I know. Who's hotter, Dave or James? <laughs> we just figured it out. Wow, talk Damn. about brainstorming. That's good. I'm a more of a live in the moment kind of guy. Let's figure it out then. I um, what? This movie was what? It was good, man. It was funny. It wasn't like a great movie. But I, I enjoyed the fact that it was a comedy that was a little bit out there. They, they went hard. They had some non-political jokes, which is funny because that's what how people actually joke. People actually joke like that. People aren't politically correct when they joke. Let's be honest. We say, especially me. Me behind closed doors, I say some fucking out-of-pocket shit because it's funny. Whoa. Really? Do I not? <laughs> It's like I just don't even know what to say to you right now. But I'm saying like what the way people joke is not they're not trying to censor themselves. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty careful with uh, the jokes no, you're that not. I make. No, you're not. I'll tell you what. On, on this microphone, maybe yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I like that they were going at Bert's titties because they they at just at least five times. <laughs> oh, five. Bro, I think, no, literally. I think a, it was five any, times. Any, no, 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 it wasn't five times because every time Bert met a new character, not in Russia, <laughs> yeah. I'm talking just in every aspect of the movie that Bert met like a new person, whether it was a Russian, whether it was his uh, daughter's sweet 16 that he was trying to protect, 
it didn't matter. They always had a comment about his man titties. And that's what we need. That's what comedy's about. We Fat make fun, shame, people. We make fun of man titties, okay? I have no shame in it, okay? If it's, you don't it's, like it's, your man titties, get rid of them. Listen, a comedy movie should represent what you talk about when you're with your buddies behind real, closed that's, doors. That's real life, right? God that's what, damn it. So so Joe Rogan's comedy mothership, that's his new, he opened up a, you know, he knew he opened up a new uh, comedy store in Austin. Have you know that? Not a clue. Really? No. So Rogan clearly is the biggest, the most popular person in the world. I'm a big fan. Clearly. I fucking, you know me. I know. His like fifth name drop of the podcast. There's no shame in it, by the way. I hate the fact that I do it, but it, I love him. I, I like I listen to him a lot, so I have a lot to say about it. Hey, Jimmy Tatro, I I went pretty hard on my Jimmy Tatro spiel. Listen, me, my father, big fans of Rogan. Me and my dad, I call him all the time. He's like, hey, you heard you see, listen to the new Rogan. Me and him talk about it all the time. That's beautiful. So, Joe Rogan, amazing, one of the biggest stand-up comedians in the world, sells out arenas. He opened up a new comedy store in Austin. It's called the Comedy Mothership. Literally, it's called the Comedy Mothership. It's he probably bought, funny. No, he bought a building and he he designed it to be the best place for comedy. So whenever comedians would come through, they would say, "Hey, why is the ceiling so?" Like he talked about recently, I just heard on the podcast actually today. Um, I think it was um, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. came through. He said, "Hey, why?" It, so he has a big room and a small room, and may, I don't look. I've never been there, so I don't know exactly. Louis C.K. Back from the dead. So I, yeah, so I know that uh, there's a small room for like very intimate comedy sessions and there's a bigger room maybe a, a third one i don't know i haven't been there so don't quote me but in the small room louis ck said hey why is the ceiling so high and why is the stage so big he's like oh joe rogan's like oh i don't know why is this stage so big so we throughout time of him building it he kept changing it and changing it and changing it which delayed the opening because people were excited for it to open and it took forever and ever and ever and ever for it to open. It's been announced for years, not years, probably a couple of years, and it took forever for it to open. It's like, dude, when is this place going to open? Like, you've been talking about it for a while. Like, when is it going to open? And it finally opened, and apparently it's the perfect place for comedians because the cool thing is, unfortunately, me and you won't get to experience this. People that are listening won't be able to experience this unless you're a, you know, high-level comedian. But once the comedy store closes like the comp once the comedy theater closes it shuts down and becomes a bar a party bar for only the comedians sounds like i can't experience it we will we will but right now no we can't show up today and 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 get in the comedy bar it's a speakeasy for the comedians so they all get to get in sit in and talk about comedy and have a fun time and joke and I want that for us, for us filmmakers. But let me go back. Let me go back about the mothership. Another cool part of the comedy mothership is that you can't bring phones in. They lock your phone up when you walk in. They take your Good. phone. They take your phone. So when you walk into the comedy mothership, they take your phone and you have to turn it in. Because they don't want you to film it and post it on Twitter and be like, oh, this person's racist. He's making racist jokes. Oh, this person's doing this and they're making this kind of jokes. This person's not very woke. Okay, they want they want you to be funny. They want the freedom of being able to talk about whatever you want to make and make fun of whatever you want to make fun of. That's the beauty of it. 
So I love it. Isn't that awesome? It sounds amazing. So Burt Kreischer, he recently went on the Comedy Mothership, spoke, you know, had a funny stand-up bit, I mean stand-up show, and then promoted his movie. And this kind, of, these kind of movies are representative of what the comedians speak about in those kind of rooms where they're being honest, right? We always talk about, me and you always talk about writing when it's like we want to write honestly. Like what it, honestly do we want to see in the movie theater? We, Me and Gray... We're both people that want to, you know, write write movies and make TV shows and movies and films and, and, you know, be in this industry. And we both read the Stephen King novel on writing. And the number one lesson from that movie is write honestly. Whatever you want to read, whatever you want to watch, write that. And that's what other people want to see. So I'm happy that Bert Kreischer went out and wrote this movie because that's what we want to see that's him that is him that's he's, him he's writing honestly and when he talked about him watching this movie he laughed about it okay he was sitting in the theater at the premiere by himself because i remember him on he was recently on joe rogan if you want to listen to that, that podcast listen to it it's, it's a great one burt kreischer on joe rogan he's sitting there talking about how he sat in the theater and somebody that was a big guy in the movie maybe the producer was like Bert you're gonna watch the movie he's like why would you why would you watch yourself he's like cause I wanna see it he's like yeah but isn't that uncomfortable like you wanna actually watch yourself in the movie he's like uh yeah I do wanna see myself in the movie so he ignored that guy and watched it and like in the first like 10 minutes he's crying in the movie cause he's a super emotional guy right good acting but no no no, no. Bert Kreischer in the theater in his seat is crying oh because he's a very emotional guy. He's <laughs> people always talk about how he's kind of narcissistic because he's very proud of himself. Yeah, but anybody's gonna say that about anybody that just happens to become famous. But Bert, Bert is pretty proud of being famous, and it's funny. I, I honestly, I, but I like hearing him talk about there's, that stuff. There's there's no narcissism involved when it comes to hey, I'm proud of the fact that I believed in myself, and it got me to the point where other people believed in myself. That's why this movie is going to be okay is because he has such a big fan base involved with also Jimmy Tatro and Mark Hamill. Those kinds of actors, like there's just a lot of people that are going to look at that and be like, oh, wow, like this story must be pretty fucking funny. You just have to believe in yourself and go for it. Yeah, so Burt Kreischer, he was being honest with his writing and he made something that was funny and he produced it and it was... a. Look, it wasn't a great movie, but it's worth to see. It's a fun comedy. It's a fun comedy. We're not talking Quentin Tarantino. We're not no. talking Martin Scorsese. You hate Martin Scorsese, as you'll see on the next episode, audience. Wow, I actually love Martin. I love Martin Scorsese. I'm sorry. Ignore that. Keep going. That was a joke that... You guys, you'll you'll see from the next. You'll see in the next episode. Taxi Driver was not fucking good, but Martin Scorsese (laughs) is a fucking legend. Okay, but listen, Bert, you could tell that Bert was a big influence on that movie. You could tell that all the actors were comfortable in that movie. You could tell that everybody was just ready to go. You could tell, like even those fucking Russian actors, never seen them in my life before. They were good. 
they were good actors. You got the serious moments that you were not expecting, and I thought that was very impressive. And it, it would hit you serious, but it wouldn't be serious for too long. It would be no, serious, no, no, and no, then no. cut the joke. Right. Perfect. Listen, Perfect yeah, timing. Yeah, you get it. But like, oh, God, talk about this. I love... Uh, what's her name, dude? She's, I don't know. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes, She's, I do. Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me pause really fast. I got a piece so bad. I'm gonna pause it. Let's just let's just go smoke a cigarette too. <laughs> I'm not gonna smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, you are. It. Hold on. Yeah, you are. Pause, 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 Watch pause. Him. All right, we're back. I peed. I feel better. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say one more thing before we wrap this up. I'd say please go see this movie. In theaters, if you can. I mean, it was fun. It was a good movie. It was a fun movie to watch in theaters because guess what? When you're in the theater and you laugh with your fellow audience members, that's fun. Is it not fun? It's one of the best feelings in the world. When I'm when I'm in there and they say something funny and I'm giggling and I hear somebody behind me going, oh, 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 I'm going to laugh even It's harder. awesome. Yeah. I mean, listen, you might fall under peer pressure into some jokes that you don't quite get. But at the end of the day, me and the guy sitting to my left, I mean, we had a connection because <laughs> that Charlie Sheen joke had me fucking rolling. Here. Okay. Um, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast. The best line in the goddamn movie. Gray. Oh, Should shit. I say it or you want to say it? Shit. Are you Bert, talking about FSU? Burt Kreischer. Cause, so I mentioned this earlier, but Burt Kreischer, you might turn that, close that door while I talk. Burt Kreischer was an FSU student who got famous for being a giant partier. He literally had a Rolling Stone magazine that came out in April 1st of who knows what year. I'm sure he'd host, clearly, of him just being a giant partier. And it's funny hearing him say this line because this line, the line he said was a line that you probably hear in a fucking friend group or a fraternity house or your buddies. If you're with your buddies, somebody has probably said this line if you heard it. He goes, I'm from FSU. I'm from Florida State. He goes, I'm from Florida State. All we know how to do is drink, fight, and fuck. And I can't fuck worse shit. And then he goes on into a full-fledged fist fight. Oh, we're talking John Wick. Dude, that line, me and Gray laughed for probably 30 seconds. Oh, well, no, I no, can't. No. I can't. The, the, the whole theater laughed. The whole theater shit. laughed, dude. That's a, that's a thing you hear your buddy say. He goes, I'm from Florida State. All we know how to do is drink, fight, and fuck. And I can't fuck worse shit. <laughs> goes in and fight scene, bro. <laughs> how funny is that? That is hilarious. But it's one of those things where it has to be delivered at the perfect moment. And Bert Crusher knows how to do that. Yeah. And this was, this was at a point in the movie where it got kind of serious. 
So <laughs> just it, it just right it there. really caught you off guard when he says it, and you're just like, oh fuck, this is a comedy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a good movie. It it took the serious parts very well, not too cheesy. It took the action parts very well, not too cheesy, and it was good, man. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good day today, kid. It was a good day, man. It was a good day. It was a good, good movie. Good Memorial Day. I'm very proud of this of this day. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm pretty tipsy, and uh, that movie was funny. So those are two facts about the day the day that I just had today. Good day. All right, should we wrap day. it up? No, 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 no. First off, <laughs> what do you rate this movie out of ten? Right. So, my rating is not based off of the sheer production value. It's about the entertainment. It's about the enjoyment. It's about the writing, about the cinematography, and about the whole artistry filmmaking process. So, I'm going to give it seven and a half. I'm going to give it a seven and a half because it was funny. Not the funniest movie I've seen. Okay. My funniest movies I've seen is probably Step Brothers, 40 year old virgin, Taldega Nights. But this was a good step in oh. a new direction. For what it is in today's world. Yes. I'm so happy that it came out in theaters. I'm so happy to see this movie because it yes. was comedy. Is, oh my that, God. That's you're a comedy. so happy. It's a comedy that's I, back, dude. I haven't seen you smile like this in years. I know. You're so happy. I'm happy it's, that this movie came out. It's you know? amazing. I was excited wow. for it for a while since Bird Crusher talked about it. And I think it delivered. You're going to fucking cry? I'm not going to cry, no. You look like you're going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your rating? Listen, so when it comes to the rest of the podcast that we do, I look at comedy movies in a totally different area than the Sisus or whatever the fuck we watched before. You Don't know? mention that. That hasn't been released yet. For full disclosure. When it comes to it, like comedy movies are just so yeah. different. One second. Let me just get the audience a brief disclosure for that. Oh, yeah. Do what you got to do for it. This episode has been released after we've already filmed two, but we want to get this out first because of the relevancy of the movie. It just came out and we our fans of Burt Kreischer and wanted to get it out. And Memorial Day. So also. we have two more that we've already watched and filmed. We have, we filmed Taxi Driver and we filmed the movie Sisu. We're not going to talk about those because those are their own episodes. Enjoyable episodes. So he mentioned Sisu. Disclosure. That's what he's talking about. Please go for it. Obviously, I've lost my train of thought. You talked about how this wasn't like a CC with the movie, like action style. Or you were talking oh, about- yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, when it comes to comedy movies in 2023, you have to walk this line of what's funny and what's, accept- what's acceptable. And I say, fuck that. Fuck because, that. Because I think comedy is supposed to be pushing the line of everything that what people want to laugh at. Because at the end of the day, we all know it behind closed doors. You're going to laugh at some fucked up stuff. Yep. I th- I, and don't I, don't feel guilty about it, by the way. No. We all do it. This world it's is a crazy It's funny for a reason. If you're, if you're laughing, there's a reason for why you're laughing. Right. Correct? Yeah. 
listen, we laugh at some fucked up jokes. Now, I'm not going to go into the specifics because there's too many to name. But at the end of the day. And also, you'd be canceled. Well, actually, no, probably not because we're not big enough for us to be canceled. But I don't even believe in the cancel culture because at the end of the day, I also believe that I just won't ever look at the screen and I'll be okay. What do you mean? I'm going to talk about what I talk about. I'm going to say the things that I think. And at the end of the day, if you have a problem with that, I know at the end of the day that if it wasn't for the public coming at you, you probably wouldn't have much to say about it anyway. I like it. Whoa, that was pretty powerful. I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect myself to have that much in me. Listen, at the end of the day, this movie's good. It's progressive. Not progressive. Well, I mean, it talks about feminism. Makes fun of feminism. She wins though, right? But at what cost? Good point. It, okay. It's not a uh, blatant... This, this is why this movie is light. This is why I like it. It's not blatantly progressive and it's not blatantly against progressive. It's not like ultra conservative and it's not ultra progressive. Right. It's it making just, it, it's just it's true. Making, it's making fun of everything. It's like, just true. He he makes a he makes fun of body positivity. Yes. But he also fun. takes the side of feminism and the fact that women are just as capable as men to be leaders. But 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 the good thing about it is they don't But I'm take, not gonna take it that seriously. But, but they don't take that stance, right? No, no, no. It's it, just it's, it's just, just a simple honestly writing, like it's it's just a believable writing. It's not like it's like women power let's go okay the the female at the end wins okay that's how you do a progressive movie where it's not like you're not rooting for the women just because they're women right you just yeah. root for them because the character they are that's just who the character is it's just good writing it's not a forceful political movement okay he just wrote a funny movie and right. it just so happens in this funny movie that the women wins it's not anything like pushed like how a no, lot of movies no. are today, right? Yeah. It's just, that's just how the movie is. It's just the female in the movie is the one that end up, ends up getting the, ends up winning. Well, it's just to the point where like the world that I live in and what I perceive it to be as like women being bosses isn't as intimidating as I guess it used to fucking be 30 years ago because now I see a woman in power and I'm just like, yeah. She probably earned that. And that's all I have to say about that. So my rating was 7.5. What was your rating? I wish I'd see more Jimmy Tatro because that is my guy. I that's will tell you, Hoyer, before you say your rating, I do. And there's a lot of the machine that they filmed, the machine story that they filmed that I wish they released. I wish at the end of the movie you could see the full reenactment of Jimmy Tatro as the machine going through the but whole. But you want to see the bit. real clips because so, the bit's funny. Like when he on stage telling his bit of the machine story, that's funny. Like I, I wish we could see Jimmy Tatro living out that entire thing. Yeah. Maybe they release that later, but because there's always clips of him, like you see the clips of him with his arms out. The machine or the machina. La Machina. There's got to be a clip of Bert actually doing that in real life. Maybe not that, but at least they filmed that with Jimmy Tatro with his arms out, right? His arms are out soaking in the glory. They filmed that clearly, but that was only 
flashback in the movie. They, you didn't see that full scene, and I wish you did see that full scene because they filmed it, and that'd be a fun thing to see. Is seeing Jimmy Chacho as Burt Kreischer being the machine that would have been fun. Would it not, would it not be fun? More of it. Yes, I agree. I I was a little disappointed that we didn't get more flashback Burt. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, flashback Burt was fun. Okay, rating. As far as a comedy movie goes, I'll give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Are you considering today's world? Or are you just being honestly comedy? Honestly, comedy, I like this movie. Do not let my 6.5 derail you from seeing this. But, But include your enjoyment. Okay, don't think about just the artistry. Think about how you enjoy the movie. Like personally, without any artistry, you know, biases, just tell me, is 6.5 your true rating? 6.5. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. And uh, I give it a whole point above, and that's pretty rare. Yeah. As you've seen from the past two movies that you'll you'll watch, I usually rate the movie higher than Grey Yeah, this is uh, such a rare occurrence. (laughs) Wow. No, I'm serious. Listen, I like the movie. I will see it again. It was a 6.5. It was all right. I guess, okay, take it 6.5 as a fact that it's a comedy and it's not a serious, yes, good, diehard uh, yes, movie. But I, it's a fun movie. Watch it. It it's was good. a fun movie. It was a good movie. Watch it. Bert kills it as an actor. Jimmy does the same. You got Luke Skywalker, and you got Russians fighting Russians. I mean, when I put it together like that, it sounds like it should be a 10, but I'm a movie watcher. He That's is what a movie I do. watcher. 6.5. Wow, 6.5. That's pretty wild. But I understand. It's a good movie, though. It was a good movie. No, no, no. It was fun to watch in theaters. This has been established. We had a lot of fun going to the theater and just laughing with the rest of the crowd. Like every, there's so many comedic moments that are put in there that you're like, oh, wow, that was good. And you laugh. And then there's also the underlying jokes that go in there that you could tell that Bert had his hand in. And those were also just brilliant. This was a good movie. So now it's a 6.9. All right. Ready to close it out? Thank you guys for watching Crown Cinema Podcast. Thank you so much. In the next episode, if we talk about this being the second podcast, just understand that we pushed it one one forward. Okay? I think we mentioned that in the next episode that it's number two. It's not. It's number three. Right. Get over it. You'll figure it out. All right, Gray Pittman. You ready to close it out? I would love to. Let's go. Fuck Fuck that that beach. beach. This This is is Russia. Russia.